Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. If you're a parent, especially a parent of daughter or daughters, I'm confident you will love this episode and you probably pretty much can resonate with what I'm about to say. In today's DNA age, it's so tough for our young girls to uphold the values and know that they are precious in God's eyes. And that is the reason why I invited our guest today, Cindy Bottom. Let me give you a snippet of her story. How does a single mom addicted to cocaine who accidentally overdoses one night and almost dies become a Bible teacher sharing the message of Jesus with thousands through her books? That's her story, and she's here today to share with us. But not just for this. Because she has run a very successful nonprofit organization. And I know in this time, well, at the time when we record this episode, globally, we are still in the midst of COVID-19. So a lot of nonprofit organizations or actually for-profit organizations had to do a lot of pivot in order to survive or thrive continuously. So I asked her about what are the common challenges for nonprofit organization leaders and how they can overcome it. Coming up for you in this episode. Welcome, Cindy. So glad that you come on the show. Thank you. Thanks so very much, Kelly. You know, um, in the introduction, I already mentioned to the audience or the Listener, either they tell they watch us in YouTube or in the podcast, listening to a podcast, how awesome you are and all your achievement. But we always like to hear from yourself, you know, uh, mm-hmm. your journey a bit, uh, you know, whatever you feel like to share with us. And until now that this awesome, all the awesome thing that you're mm-hmm. Well, God is really awesome. And I often think that I'm the least likely pick to be doing what I'm doing right now. That way God gets all of the credit. But most of people are surprised to hear that I didn't grow up in a Christian home, that I didn't even come to know Jesus until the age of 26. And so I grew up just believing a lot of lies and pretty much what others or the world said about me was true. It's almost like I had these sticky name tags all over that I was not wanted and rejected and no one would ever choose me. And I actually had a drug and alcohol problem. And it was at the age of 26 when I accidentally overdosed on cocaine. That kind of was my bottom point and where I reached out for help and I called a woman, a woman that I didn't even really know, but there was something about this woman that I wanted. And so when I called her, she shared just four simple words with me. She said, Cindy, you need Jesus. And Kelly, I'm sad to share. I didn't even know what that meant, even though I grew up in a community where there were churches everywhere. I didn't know what that meant, but I thought, well, I kind of tried everything else. I guess I'll give this Jesus thing a try. And that was the best decision ever. 
And so that's kind of like the quick story of how I ended up here. Because once I came to faith, I just was like, how come no one ever told me? And one day I just said to God, anytime, anywhere you want me to share your truth, you lead God and I'll follow. May it not be said on my watch. No one ever told me. So now here I am today with the opportunity to share God's love with girls all around the world. So only God can do that. Exactly. And I'm so glad you say that. I think my background is also that I'm the first Christian in the family and people kind of stung about that. Oh, so really? And also I really did not know until I think was 28 years old and things like that. Obviously, you know, in the country where I came from, Taiwan, even then we only had 2% of population were Christians. Uh, so totally can get that. Now, um, if people don't know you and mm-hmm. uh, they just heard what you just shared and they thought, oh, so the life right away after you accept the Lord, there must be rainbow all the way until now, right, Cindy? Because now we look at Cindy's everything all put together, all the impact she's creating. Is that right, Cindy? Um, no, I don't know where you sign up for rainbows and unicorns, but I know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's definitely a process in the scripture where it talks from glory to glory to glory. And sometimes it's two steps forward and one step back. I'm very thankful to share that I'm a, I live a sober life, drug and alcohol free, but it's a lot of work. And, you know, God's word helps us transform us from the inside out. Um, but after I came to know Jesus, my mind was still a mess. And mm-hmm. so I needed a new mind. And that came from replacing the lies that I had picked up for 26 years with God's truth. And I think for many of us, that's a a daily decision, sometimes hourly, because it's easy to get up in the morning, you go to the grocery store and you see these magazines and already it's like those name tags want to come right back. I'm not enough. I I need this to be better. And then just to remind ourselves, wait a minute, God is enough. And in him, in Christ, I am enough and I have everything I need. So no rainbows here, um, but freedom and fullness in Christ is available to everyone. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you guys want to know more, obviously, later we will put uh, her book and other all other goodies links in the show notes. You will see quite, a, I won't say just one story. There's one story after the other that Cindy has walked through a uh, different stage of brokenness. And yeah, sorry, guys. And we just kind of poke your, poke your, <laughs> poke your, poke that. Yeah. Um, so, he, this is as real as it can be. What will you say, though? I know nowadays that you run uh, such a great uh, organization, or maybe I say mm-hmm. wrong, it's, it's called Girls Everywhere Meeting Savior, and you mm-hmm. call it James, right? Yeah. And that is the main reason why I like to invite you to come on the show, because I feel like as a woman, I'm 53 years old now, and it no matter like which stage, it seems like just like moments ago, you said that different kind of stickers and name tag, right? We always struggle, even in the entrepreneurial field. Yes. So, imp- so easy to get into the comparison game, imposter syndrome, right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about what James, what your organization is doing for the girls. Sure. Yes, GEMS is a global organization, and it does stand, as you mentioned, Girls Everywhere Meeting the Savior, and we have been around for 62 years. 
I've been on staff as executive director for three and a half years now. We serve girls all across the world. So from California to Canada and Kenya, everywhere in between. We're a faith-based ministry. And so our mission really is to help bring girls into a living dynamic relationship with Jesus. So bottom line, we want girls to grow up strong, secure, confident in Christ to wear the name tags that remind them that in Christ they are loved, period. So I'm so thankful that with a past like mine that God can kind of do a judo twist and use the very pain in my life to help now propel me into a kingdom purpose of helping girls know that they are loved, period. And what are a couple of different ways you guys help the girls through this organization? Um, One way is through clubs. So for 62 years, we've been focusing on the mentoring relationships where a leader gathers with a small group of six to eight girls, and they're able to open the Bible and have fun and just have that welcoming, safe place where a girl can have a leader look at her in the eye and Mm -hmm. just remind you're seen, you are known, you're not alone, and you are loved. So we have the relationships, and then we also have toothpaste resources for girls to take home or for parents to use to strengthen that relationship, especially in our culture today. So very important. Yeah. So where is the uh, financial resource come from? Is it from the, it's it's a nonprofit or it's a for-profit? Great question, Kelly. It is a nonprofit. So our resources come from donors and sponsors. We don't have like one church denomination that sponsors us. So it's also through some of the club resources, but we are a nonprofit. Yes. Okay, nice to know. Okay, guys. So again, go to check the link out. Since you are here, because I know some of uh, our listeners or our audience, they also run nonprofit organizations. So what would you say as your expertise that what are some challenges you experience? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think that this kind of thing, yeah, for me, you know, nonprofit Although yeah. it's a non-profit organization, but actually you should run it as full profit, that type of thing in the marketplace. But hey, I'm not, I'm not, a, uh, I'm just as an outsider looking in, say, because I have my couple of friends to, to, to sue their marketing and stuff like that. So I would love, love you to share what challenge you have seen. Oh, sure. Yes. When I started as executive director, I was like, this is going to be fantastic. I love Jesus. We're just going to share Jesus with the girls all day long. And, and there have been challenges. I could probably make a list from A to Z. <laughs> so if I was going to pick three, I think probably fundraising would be one of the main um, challenges that we face. There's a, a lot of need out there. So to have the resources, we know God is our provider, but probably as with many nonprofits, fundraising. I think second, communication, especially in our culture today where there's so much noise Not only do you have to figure out how to communicate, but in a way that that your audience wants to listen. So we can send email and social media and all of the, we can do live things, all the things. And then some of our audience members still might be like, oh, but I didn't know. And we're like, we've said it seven different ways. Um, (laughs) and, And then I think also kind of with ministry, but also personal, you know, especially because our mission is to help today's girls. I don't know that there will be a finish line on this side of heaven, as long as there's a girl who we want to reach and we want to reach every single girl with the truth of whose she is and who she is in Christ, there's no finish line. So having boundaries and setting our own personal finish lines to be like, okay, this is enough for today. And we can start again on Monday. 
Um, but I think that was a challenge because with such a big organization, I, I can easily work 80 hours a week and, mm. and that's not helpful. So figuring out how to have a pace of peace and purpose is an ongoing learning lesson, I would say for me. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say, um, what are the main takeaways that when you, before you were for this organization after, because through this, through this experience, what would you say the biggest takeaway or that's a aha moment, epiphany moment that you feel like, you know, I think if someone, you know, was a newer leader and said, you know, Cindy, tell me what you've learned. I would say, I still have a lot to learn three and a half years in. I think I would say it's not easy. It's not simple. But for me, I tried to remember ABC, like a always start with prayer. If I'm too busy to pray, I'm too busy. And we, mm-hmm. we value prayer at gems. So start and end all things with prayer. I love Kelly that even we started this today in prayer. B believe God. Again, I'm not the savior. He is. Jesus is the savior. So believe God that he will be our provider, that he will be our strength, that he will be the joy, that he will be the peace, even in the midst of a pandemic. Like believe God. And because his promises are unbreakable, my stand as a leader can be unshakable. And then see, so always start with prayer, believe God, and then see, I think I would say collaborate. Like there's no lone ranger extraordinaires. Um, You don't get a badge for doing it on your own or a gold star for pulling an all nighter. (laughs) Collaborate, cheer one another on, champion other organizations. There's plenty of work of kingdom work for us to do. So find those other partners, you know, lean in, listen, learn from those who have gone ahead of you and then invest in those um, that are behind you, but we're all on the same team. So I think that's an important part too. Um, and then I think if I was going to add a D, don't give up. Don't, don't <laughs> right? <laughs> Hang in there because there'll be hard days, but there are good days right around the corner. I'm so glad you mentioned about that because I think, you know, um, no matter is nonprofit or for profit, I'm sure we all hit a wall, you know, from time to time. And that moment, uh, especially in decision-making moments, there is no amount of the resource from outside uh, can really help us to go to the next level. It really has to get back to who we want to become the next mm-hmm. level leader, right? Yeah. So how did you guys deal with the currently the uh, pandemic at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners are thinking, okay, tell me how about that question? <laughs> You know, um, I think like everyone, it caught us a little bit by surprise. So in the month of March, we took a deep breath and we realized our mission mattered and that we wanted to stay on mission, even in the midst of this storm, and that our methods were going to have to change, Mm. but our mission would not. And as I mentioned earlier, one of the ways that we reach girls are through clubs. And so pretty much all of our clubs were canceled in March. So that was a sudden stop. And so we decided, well, if our girls couldn't come to club, we would bring club to them. So within 30 days, our team pivoted, you know, the word of 2020, we pivoted and we created gems on the go so that we could bring gems, our gems program to our girls and that leaders could do it, whether that was through Zoom, whether that was through a porch drop off, whether that was through a parking lot, 
party or a trunk party where girls would come and they would sit in the trunks of the cars with their moms and their mentors. But we realized we needed to stay on mission. Mm. The methods we had to be creative, but that girls mattered. So we didn't want to give up. Um, but to realize we're in a storm. So if it feels a little bit frazzled, it's, it's true. Yeah. But we found that there was purpose in our pivot. And some of the changes that we made, I think we will continue on mm. because it really helps strengthen our organization. So that's good to remember that there's purpose in the process. It may be a little bit shaky in, in the midst of it when you're quickly coming up with a new program in 30 days, but that there's still purpose in it and it's not wasted time. Exactly. I think, I think you just bring uh, brought up a very good point. You know, I heard so uh, much recently with my audience that when this COVID thing happened, I think before this thing happened, some business still say that, ah, oh, they have a luxury say, we don't have to come online. Yeah. We don't have to communicate online, meaning either videos or via Zoom, that kind of thing. But I think when this thing happened, now basically wake everybody up. Yeah. You know, like you need to pivot to... Yes if you want to still stay in business, in this case, you know, stay still, we have that impact for the girls, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, so I was just thinking that did then you have to do the new training for those leaders in order for them to now that say they, ne- they probably never see what Zoom is and, yes. and that type of things. Yes, yes we, it's been a, a quick training some of the resources we had been putting in place, so we're thankful for that. We had moved our online training onto an app last year, and our leaders really weren't there yet. But all of a sudden, when this happened, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, there's an app. So some of the ways God had been preparing us for this, but with our, like, we just had an online conference this summer. We, for 42 years, have been meeting together, usually at a college campus, and so obviously we weren't able to do that this year, but we were able to put an online conference together in six weeks. And some of the leaders communicated, we wouldn't have been able to attend due to living our, leaving our home and travel. We're so thankful you did it online. I hope that you'll continue to have both options. So um, our, our leaders have been flexible and adaptable. So we're so thankful. You know, we have 5,000 leaders globally but they, they too have stayed on mission because we can come up with programs and initiatives, but it's really our leaders that are the ones that are looking the girls in the eye. And so we're thankful for the trust that they have in us and, and for their willingness to try new things. And so we're busy behind the scenes trying to do everything we can to serve them and set them up for success so that they can reach today's girls. That's awesome. So what kind of marketing strategies nowadays you guys are using? Well, you know, when I started three and a half years ago, there wasn't much of a marketing plan. And I <laughs> GEMS was kind of like the best kept secret. At, and, and a lot of, even though we've been around for 62 years, if you are outside of West Michigan, you may not know about it. You know, there are pockets, Toronto, California, where there's a, lot, a large number of clubs. But then sometimes I'd go to North Carolina and they would say, I've, I've never heard of this. So three things that I did quickly is we did market research so we could figure out brand awareness. What did our leaders, what did others really think about GEMS? Then we went through a rebranding process that we hadn't really updated um, our our look or our messaging in about 10 years. So it it was time. And then I worked with a local firm so that we could be educated and strategic with going forward. 
And so again, I think that goes back to the collaboration piece. We don't have to know everything. And rather than doing all the research, the board, our nonprofit board supported, let's have a firm come alongside of us because this matters. And then I think if I was going to share three things to a leader that really helped us, I would say number one, share stories, Mm -hmm. make things stick. You know, for 62 years, God's been changing the lives of girls through this ministry. We have some where we have a grandma and a mom and a daughter who have all gone through this program. So we wanted to get those stories out there. Stories make things stick. Second, social. Like we wanted to get social and be strategic, not just putting up a post here and there, cute meme, but really bring someone on staff that could be strategic with our social messaging. And then also spend some dollars, which is a nonprofit that's not always easy to do. But again, what I did is I had that firm, the president of the marketing firm come in and speak at one of the board meetings so that the board could understand and be educated that it's important to spend this money because again, they, they hadn't ever had marketing dollars in the budget. So I wanted That's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> right. So then all of a sudden when this marketing president came in and said, we, I would recommend you have this percent of your budget spent with marketing. They were like, Oh, that's a great idea. So um, we learned, you know, you need to spend some money sometimes to get the message out there. Um, but I, th- I think having an outside voice come in and communicate and educate the board was really helpful for, for me as a leader at GEMS. Yeah, that's so smart to do that. You know, <laughs> so sometimes you just, you know, uh, we need to hear uh, outside the voice. Yes. And uh, I'm so glad that now you guys have a marketing budget because yes. seriously, I did not know James until... Until, yeah. you see, you see, this is here the example, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know you, I, I don't know about you guys. And I'm sure my audience is probably pretty much the same. Like, okay, we did not know until yeah. now, right? Yeah. Yes, we do not want to be the best kept secret any longer. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, Eve, uh, how do we support you? Can you tell us oh. maybe ways to support you? I think one way would be to help us get the message out there. If you, um, if you believe that girls matter and that girls growing up strong, secure, and confident in Christ, if that matters, just sharing even through social or, or passing along to, to a, a mom or a mentor, um, peer review is so important. So that's a simple way. And then as I said earlier, A, always start with prayer. Perhaps just spending, spending one moment and just asking God, for, for his blessing and his kindness and for him to open doors so that we can reach today's girls with his truth. You know, I mentioned earlier, I could have made a list from A to Z of the challenges of an executive director, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I know that I could make that same list for girls today. It's not easy being a girl today. You know, we could go down the list, anxiety, bullying, cutting, depression, all the way disease zits. And for the pandemic, not only has it taken away some of our peace, for girls today who long to belong, who connect through connection, it's a challenging, challenging season for our girls. So I think asking God for prayers that he would use this ministry and the mentors in the ministry to help each girl know that they are loved by him, period. Yeah, I think, you know, um, again, we will put all the links in the show notes so you guys can really check it out. And as a parent, have a daughter, 
uh, is, I really understand that, uh, you know, now she's 21, but, you know, through the process of, of growing up and, and, and myself, you know, uh, yeah. really, I think nowadays the younger generation is just, like Cindy say, it's even tougher because uh, on the service, it seems that they have a whole lot more thing than we, our generation has. But, and because of that, you know, uh, they're like a phone, right? The device on hand is a lot of time it become a negative influence yes. on them, right? Yes. Uh, all those, not the real life in the Instagram or in anywhere social media, but then girls, if not, they are careful, they will take it in as, okay, I need to look a certain way or I need to behave a certain way. Uh, yes. The value, right? The, 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 the value. Yes, yes. So, Cindy, any departing wisdom for maybe, let's say, for, uh, for parents who has girls or for leaders that maybe they are uh, have a female co-workers, mm-hmm. you know, in the marketplace? Yes. I think I would share this because I know that your listeners believe, they're, they're faith-based um, listeners and leaders. I think I would share four simple words whether you are a leader in the midst of, of a pandemic or you're leading a nonprofit, for-profit, or if you're a mom or a dad in the home, I think four words that would resonate with all of us would be this. God is for you. God, our amazing God, who the Alpha, the Omega, our God is, we don't have to wonder, might be, could be, should be, maybe he's on another line. Uh-uh. God is for, I'm a hockey mom, so I picture like with the cheering, like, God is for mm. you, you, Kelly, you listener, you watching on YouTube, you wearing this, the baseball cap, or you feeling frazzled and wondering when all of this will stop. Like God is for you. So receive his love, but then his love is way too powerful to keep to ourself. Yeah. So that we pass it on and find someone today that you can look in the eye. Maybe it's a little Cindy or a little Kelly that needs that reminder that you are loved period. Oh, thank you so much, Cindy. Can I end the conversation better than that? Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate you so much. Are you inspired? I hope so. Please let us know that Cindy and I know that what is that number one takeaway from this episode for you? If you can take a moment to share with us, it will be really, really helpful because my team and I can really understand what kind of content inspire you so we can create more. For seeing these books and all other resources and all the goodies mentioned in this show, please go to kellybother.com forward slash 094. Again, that's kellybother.com forward slash 094. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment and drop a review on iTunes. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.